Good morning and welcome to a Saturday, July the 10th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your regular co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And uh, we are delighted you've joined us today for uh, our conclusion of our study in First Peter. Uh, and I believe today's subject matter is going to be one of uh, of interest to you. Uh, it's uh, I think Pastor has uh, entitled it "Not for Filthy Lucre." <laughs> well, there's another title, but okay. yeah, that'll suffice for now. Okay, well, well, we can call it "Not for Filthy Lucre," or uh, how about this one? Um, are you in it for the right reason? Um, there, there's lots of other stuff we could do with this, yeah, but well, my original title is going to be, it was our responsibility, but, uh, well, that's so plain. Yeah, I know it is. Okay. Let's look. Let, we just spiced it up a bit. Yeah. Okay. Are, are we supposed to have fun like this when we're doing this? I'm pretty sure that we're supposed to. Yeah. I don't see anything in scripture against having fun with it. That's right. In fact, I think I think we're encouraged to have fun with it. Yeah, and we, and we do. Yeah, I think the Holy Spirit makes sure that we have some fun with it. Okay. Yeah. Um, he shows you something new, and you go, "Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah." This is my son talking, and I now I got to remind him that I got a lesson to teach you. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to let you get to it, Pastor. Go ahead, First Peter. <laughs> there you go. It's all yours. Yeah. Well, we I I thought we had concluded. In my mind, uh, the study on the word studies we did in First Peter, you know, we we studied uh, the little word but, we studied the word grace, we studied uh, the word word, and 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 Peter uh, uh, often refers to the scriptures, the word of God, and that, by the way, is what he was writing. The, was the word of God and uh, God was given it to him by inspiration. And, and he was speaking the word to Peter, uh, audible to Peter, maybe not to anybody else, but, uh, uh, God dictated his word and we'll have a, we'll have a podcast on that subject, uh, pretty soon. Well, anyway, let's finish up. Um, uh, I think we can, <laughs> The study on First Peter, and we'll be in chapter five. So, if you have your Bibles, open them up to First Peter, chapter five, and uh, we'll have two main points uh, in our outline. The first one is uh, the word responsibility. Oh no! Oh yeah, and the second, <laughs> and and well, there's three. There's three main points. Uh, the second one is is uh, the result of uh, taking our responsibility. And then the third one will be the closing verses, which is the report. But let's go to uh, the first, uh, first Peter chapter five, and we'll be in the first nine verses to begin with. And we'll begin reading verse one. And he says, the elders, oh, I got to stop. Already? That's right. Peter is writing this letter to the elders. Now, who are the elders? The old guys? No, he's talking about the people who are in leadership in the local assembly 
of Jesus Christ. Church hierarchy. The church hierarchy. And uh, by the way, too many denominations don't do this eldership right. Um, they, uh, they, as leaders, sometimes tend to lord it over their congregation. Mm. And uh, we'll deal with that very topic and uh, as we deal with the responsibility of the elders. So he says, the elders which are among you. So he's talking about a local uh, church. The elders which are among you, I exhort. Now, exhort is, an, is the, the extreme word for encouragement. It is. It's, it's almost like an order. It's, it's, all, it's almost off the chart for encouragement. He says, I exhort, who am also an elder, Peter says, and he and he and then he goes on to say, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, mm -hmm. and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Let's stop there just a minute. Peter said, as part of his qualifications, that uh, he was a witness of Christ's sufferings. Now, I don't see in the uh, in the crucifixion uh, portions of the uh, of the scripture where Peter was present at the crucifixion, uh, and so I'll only have to opine that he probably was. But when he says he was a witness of the suffering of Jesus Christ. He certainly, we, we, we didn't talk about how when he denied Jesus Christ, he was there at the trial yeah. of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he undoubtedly witnessed some of the, some of the spitting on Jesus, the smiting of, of his face and, and the slandering. And we find these things in Matthew 26, verses 57 through 68. And in Mark chapter 14, uh, verses 53 through 65. And in Luke chapter 22, verses 54 through 71. And in John chapter 18, verses 12 and nine, uh, 12 and 14. And in verse, and in verses 19 and 24 of that same chapter. So we see that, that uh, Peter was there and he witnessed the sufferings of Christ. And then he says this, he says, uh, still writing to the elders and he's telling them, I, I listen, I saw these things. And, uh, and so, uh, as an elder, I'm, I'm telling you other elders, some, some things that you need to know, uh, because of this. Mm -hmm. And he says this in verse two, he says, feed the flock of God, which is among you. Now, what does that mean? It means that the elders were elders of a local church assembly right and not of a not of a denomination right. they were not a pope they were not bishops that had charge over several districts of the roman church right. nope these were elders which are among you that's how to choose a pastor, by the way. Yeah, in the community. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so, uh, so understand that. And he says, he says to these elders, "Feed the flock of God, which is among you. Feed the flock of God. That's the first 
and foremost responsibility of any elder of a local New Testament church. Are you listening, pastors? Mm -hmm. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking oversight thereof. Oh, that flock is your responsibility? Mm -hmm. It certainly is. And God says so in his word in 1 Peter chapter 5. Right here, yeah. Taking oversight thereof. Then he says this. That little word but comes into, be, into being. There it is again. Here it is. That word, little word but. He says, alert. he says, you take the oversight thereof, not by constraint. That is not because you have to, not because someone's forcing you to. Don't do it by constraint. It says here, not by constraint, but willingly. Now, nobody told us to have a podcast except God. All right? And we, and, and Curtis, you started this podcast and asked me and uh, to, to be the teacher. And I didn't know diddle about podcasts, but I said, <laughs> if, you, I. if you said, well, we've learned a lot. But. You might have. I don't. I still don't know. <laughs> but but I I didn't even hesitate for more than maybe five or ten seconds, and then I said, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it." And so we're doing this willingly. Do you realize that uh, um, we're doing this for several reasons? We're doing it um, to build up the body of Christ because we know that's what our job is as leaders. I've been a pastor at at uh, two different churches as the as the head pastor, and then I was a an associate pastor at the uh, uh, largest Baptist church in Central Illinois there for a while, and uh, so so I know um, a little bit. And I didn't do that by uh, somebody says you got to do it, except God. So don't don't do it by constraint don't do it because you feel well we have to dog on it what if god yeah. constrains you then i'm going to do holy it holy spirit constrains you you're going to have to you're going to do it yeah but yeah. you know what i could always say no you could and you that's why well. it says but willingly <laughs> but willingly mm -hmm. and we do this willingly yeah then it says this um not for filthy lucre, <laughs> but of a ready mind. Wait a minute. Not for filthy lucre? Do that mean we, uh, we're we not doing this for a paycheck? Okay, before you go any further, I have a number for you. What's the number? The number is 1,967. Uh, continue on. Yeah, yeah. So, well, since you brought it up, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, we are getting... We are getting paid for this for these podcasts, we but are. but only the podcast that you that that's on Anchor, on Spotify and Google and yeah. uh, what's the other one? Spotify, Google, uh, Podbean, Podbean, some of the other you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. And you know how much we're getting paid for for, <laughs> for each episode? A penny. Yeah. Now, if we do this for another month, Curtis is the one who gets the pennies. If we do this for another month, Curtis said, I may be able to afford to take you and your and, and your wife and the three of us go out for dinner. On well, 20 bucks, I, I think we're going to have to go someplace rather 
yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. Somebody, not, not, somebody's not, alley. Somewhere. Not, not, not to McDonald's. Okay. Definitely not. All right. So anyway, what I'm saying is we're not doing this for filthy Luger. We're not doing this for fame or fortune. We're doing this because God put it in the mind of Curtis to get the word out of God. And the best way that we can do that uh, in our present situation is with, with, with the podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're hearing it now. So, um, not for filthy lucre. Right. I had, I, as an elder of one of the churches that I went to, uh, I had to, I was, the elders wanted me to fire the pastor. And you know why? Because he wanted, he kept wanting more and more money to pay for a top of the line automobile because he felt that he was worthy of that. And they <laughs> said, we need to, Get rid of him. That's all he's asking for. Money, money, money. And you you know the pastor. Oh, yeah. We won't say his name here. Uh, Sharon, my wife, knows it. And so the elders get together and said, would you fire him? And I said, only if you'll give me two months severance pay. And they said, we'll do it. And I did. I fired him. And I told they him. They weren't giving you two months severance pay. No, they were no. giving him. They were providing him. So they wrote a check. And I, we met. And I fired him. And, uh, and I told him why. And, and, and folks, there are too many elders, pastors who are in it for the money so that they don't have to work in the steel mills doing hard labor. So they won't have to go uh, 40 hours a week to a job to, to, to make a living uh, and then good grief, have to, uh, have to study. To, to preach to you guys on Sunday morning. Well, you elders of a local assembly here to do this, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. In other words, if you're going to do this, elders, and you better, you're going to have to study. And I mean, you're going to have to study more than your people. You better know more than your people, and you better have something to feed them on Sunday morning. And the way to do that is study. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 2, he said to Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God. Yep. Not, not, not to get money, not to get paid for it. Yep. Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needed not to be ashamed that need to buy, not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth and so elders you're to do this not by filthy lucre but of a ready mind that means a prepared mind you don't have to holler and snort you've got the word of god to present Study. Right. And then it says this. Well, this next verse is. Oh, boy. Yeah. It says this. Neither. Oh, there's another uh, sense of responsibility. Neither as being lords over God's heritage. Oh. God's children are his heritage, just like. Our, children, our human children are our heritage. Are our heritage. Children yeah. are a heritage of the Lord. And 
newborn children, that is born again believers in Jesus Christ, are God's kids, children, his heritage. Don't you lord it over them. Okay. And then it says this, neither is being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so you're not large and in charge if you're a deacon. You're merely an example. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly right, Curtis. And so the person, the elder, who's over the the flock of God and and charged with feeding them. Better be above reproach. And and that's not just in the pulpit on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. When Sheridan and I, when I was the pastor, would go out to eat, we always kept this in mind. We, people know that I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. Especially if we ate at a restaurant in near to where the church I was pastoring. They knew it. We had to behave. By the way, it wasn't it wasn't hard for us to because I was gonna say that must have been really difficult for you. No, it wasn't because we because <laughs> Because we wanted to, based on this verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it says here that we're there to feed the flock of God, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither being lords over God's heritage, but being an example through the flock. And if you do it this way in verses one through three, verse four, you're getting, you're getting ahead of me, aren't you? Don't you like doing that? I I kind of do. I kind of enjoy it. You ought to see, he loves, folks, he loves doing this. And I love for him to do it because it tells me that he's done the study too. And then it says in verse four, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, oh, who's the chief shepherd? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yeah. Yeah. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Oh, elders, if you do it right, you're going to get a crown of glory. Wait a minute. Couldn't that be considered heavenly filthy lucre? (laughs) No, because... Because I'm going to tell you about the crowns, okay? Well, it's not early filthy Luger because when he gives it to us, we're going to just lay it right back down his feet. He got ahead of me again, Revelation chapter 4. But let's look at the crowns, okay? Okay. Let's just take a look at the crowns. Now, there are five different crowns that the believer can receive. The first one is for elders, and it's for feeding the flock. And it's here in... In 1 Peter chapter 5, uh, <clears throat> and, and, uh, and it's, the, it's called the crown of glory. Now, uh, now I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go and read all of these scriptures to you. I'm going to give you the passages, and, and you look them up for yourself. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25, we are told to run the race that is set before us, and that is a life of a believer. Right. We're in a race. And the end of it says that 
that uh, you will get a crown <coughs> for a, a victory. Run to win. Curtis, I coached you in two sports in high school, basketball and soccer. That's right. And we did a lot of running to get in shape, didn't we? Uh, what do you mean we, white man? <laughs> uh, I, well, I did it when I was younger. So, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. I know. So, and we, and Curtis, you knew. I mean, I watched you all the time. And you and Mark Wagonshoots were the two fastest guys on both of those teams. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? That's right. Yeah, and if Mark, if you're listening, you were quick. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, he was. And these guys made it a, a, a contest. Yeah. And both of them wanted more than anything else, not just to finish, but to win. And reliever, that's how you are to run the race. And if you run the race that way, you get a crown of victory. Isn't that something? That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Oh, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 19, there's a crown of rejoicing. As 2 Thessalonians 2, 19, he's talking to believers. He says, are you not our joy? Uh, our, our crown of rejoicing. And so uh, that's a crown you get for winning souls to Jesus Christ. And those whom you win to lead to Jesus, to faith in Jesus Christ, for those, you will get a crown. And it's called a crown of rejoicing. And, and, and let me just tell you, this is not, these are literal crowns. Yes. All right. These are uh, yes. uh, visible uh, crowns that you can feel on your head. And it's yours to do with as you please. It's your crown. Yeah. You won it. Yeah. That's right. It was given to you by God, however. That's right. And then, and then in, in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, um, um, Timothy is told to, to finish your course. Complete the job. Yep. Complete the job. And it's called a crown of righteousness. Now, why would it be called the righteousness? Because you fed the flock of God, mm -hmm. causing them to see their responsibility for righteousness. And so you get a crown of righteousness. And then in James chapter 1, verse 12, for enduring afflictions, yeah. you get a crown of life. Five crowns. Isn't it interesting in Bible numerology that the number of grace is five? Isn't that something? Yeah, five crowns. Uh, the pool at Bethesda had how many porches? Oh, you keep getting ahead of me. But anyway, <laughs> five. Yeah. yeah, so five, yeah. so that's right. And so we get these crowns. Now, why in the world? Yeah, by the way, where am I going to go? I don't have the crown yet. No, not no, yet. No, but in 1 Corinthians chapter, uh, oh, let's see, chapter 3, verses 9 through 16, we believers will get a these crowns at the judgment seat of Christ, which follows the rapture of the church. Amen. 
And said, he says, we'll all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, yeah. by the way, and we'll be judged for our works. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if, if our work shall abide, we get a crown for it. Yeah. And if it won't abide, then that work is burned. Yet, burn. yet you shall be saved. Yet so is by fire. So there it doesn't will be, affect your salvation. That's right. You don't, you don't lose your salvation. And you don't lose crowns. You just don't get crowns right. if your works were not uh, as as we have talked about right. with these five crowns. And so that's what happens. Now you you went uh, um, ahead of me, and uh, and that's all right. Um, I, I I I've I've written a little book entitled "So Forgive." <laughs> so anyway, so so yeah, okay. Anyway, and and by the way, I'm proud of my son that he knows these things. So, so, and in Revelation chapter four, you see the Lord Jesus Christ sitting on His throne, and the elders, and 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 these were representing the saved of the world who had received crowns through their crowns at the feet of Jesus, and folks. That's why I want some crowns <laughs> yep. so I can bring glory to my Savior, Jesus Christ, and say, thank you. Yeah. Amen. And that's the purpose for crowns. Amen. Wow. Is, are we having any fun yet? I am. Now, this is the exhortation, the exhortation to the elders. Now, <clears throat> we're going to start. We're going to take a break in a few minutes. Uh, so get ready, uh, because it, verses 5 through 9, it talks about the exit, exhortation to the younger. It starts out like this. Oh, by the way, that crown of glory fadeth not away in verse 4. I love that. Verse 5, First Peter chapter 5, verse 5 says, Likewise. Oh, well, how can we do likewise? If the elders did it right, mm-hmm. that's how we're to do it. Mm-hmm. That's why you elders are supposed to be examples to the believer. So that the younger, those who are new in the faith, uh, those who are not uh, uh, human adults yet, can see and do likewise. So he says, likewise, ye younger. Mm. So now there's a whole list of things that uh, younger believers, by the way, if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, it's our job. It's our, it's our mission. It's our example. It's our, it's our being an example. It's an, our exhortation. It says that we're to not only feed the flock of God, we're supposed to help enlarge the flock of God by winning people to the Lord Jesus Christ. By changing them from dogs to sheep, from wolves to sheep. Mm-hmm. The children of, of God are referred to as sheep. That's why Psalm 23 was written. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me beside the still waters, yeah, and, and so forth. You know it, it's Psalm 23. And so, and so now we elders are shepherds of the soul, but we're to bring up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, which Curtis the reason you're saved today is because you had a dad that before you went to bed every every night 
uh, on our little house on Laura Avenue. You and your sister got a devotion from the word of God. We wanted you to hear that word every night before you closed your eyes. It took you till you were age, what, 10? Yep. Until you received Jesus Christ as your Savior. Until I came to a full understanding of what God's grace and, and sacrifice was all about. That's right. You and, and you knew that it was all about believing. It was. Yeah. 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 And I, I finally got it straightened out when I was 11. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I had a dad who was a godly example. <laughs> he was an example to the believers. And he fed us the word of God. My mother would say, time after time after time. And I was a little kid. Dickie. And by the way, don't you guys call me that. Huh? <laughs> Dickie, the Bible is the word of God. And I, people said, how, how did you learn so much about the Bible? Tell us how to. And so I try to teach people how to study. But I said, I got most of it by osmosis. They said, what? I said, yep. Mama used to spank me with the Schofield Reference Bible. <laughs> well, that was not literal, but no. <laughs> but uh, I think a time or two it was, you know, just to, just to make it sure in my mind um, and I don't know why she hit me on the rear end but but uh, to make it sure in my mind and so when it says likewise you younger be subject mm -hmm. and, and 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 so um, I think at this point uh, we want you to become sheep and you can become God's lamb by believing in the lamb of God the Lamb of God has come to seek and save that which is lost. And so um, today, if you've not received Jesus Christ as your Savior, believe on him. He died for your sins. He was buried. He rose again the third day. And if you believe that, you can be, will be, and are saved. Won't you do it today? We'll see you in a few minutes.